What's this up? is the new Anything Goes podcast. Anything goes. And I do mean anything goes. Yes, sir. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Big Ski. Big Ski, man. The other host is Dusty Joe. Dusty Joe. And we got a special co-host from time to time, my boy Neil Ray, that'll be tapping in with us. Man, we talking about it all. So welcome to the show, baby. Yo, yo, what up, y'all? Y'all on another episode of Anything Goes with your host, Big Ski. I'm Dusty Joe. <laughs> man, today is Sunday, man. Sunday, fun day. We've been having a great weekend, man. Yeah, it's been, it's raining outside. I don't know how great it is. Man, where that rain come from, though, man? <laughs> it's supposed to be southern, sunny southern California. We got rain today, man. Yeah, nonstop. I kind of enjoy it, though, bro. I can think a little better in the rain. Being in the rain is depressing. Shit. Man, I love this, man. This is my type of weather, man. Sometimes I zone out and start writing songs or just whatever, bro. So, so consider uh, an inspiration. Yeah, sometimes it's an inspiration, man. Sometimes you can find an inspiration anywhere. Anywhere. Nice. nice. On the toilet. <laughs> you said the toilet. In the shower. You know what I'm saying? Just wherever, man. You You're might crazy. even be getting freaky and getting a little piece of think of a little line. Like, hey, babe, hold on. Let me correct this down. Let me record this, huh? Yeah. Yeah, he's a fool. Yeah, I mean, shit. Anything happens, man. Anything goes, man. That's in real life, man. So it was a work week. Man, it was kind of slow, man. I was hoping every day was going to be Friday. And when Friday got here, it went quick. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Yeah, but uh, actually this weekend it was pretty nice. It was pretty relaxing. I had uh, some electrical issues. So I had an uh, electrician out here doing some work on the house, man. We actually put him on the show, man. He was actually pretty cool, man. And we had our boy out here, Mr. Greenleaf. You know, it's been mm-hmm. a pretty good show, mm-hmm. pretty good weekend. Mm-hmm. Hey, they can only get better. They can only get better? Yep. Yeah, I believe that. I yeah, believe that, a, man. We got a, a special guest today. Let's call in. Oh, we're going we're gonna to get at the homie? Yeah. Go ahead, hit him up. Let's get at the homie, y'all. We got one of our homies, man. He want to do a little talk to y'all, man. It's going to be a cool little episode today, man. See if he answered the phone, man. Yeah, we're calling our boy right now, man. We're going to let y- let him tell y'all who he is. Yo, what up? What up, bro? Man, I'm chilling. I'm chilling, man. Hey, all right, now, caller, you on the Anything Goes show with Big Ski and Dusty Joe? Tell him what your name is, bro. Teddy Styles in the building. Hey, Teddy. What, one of the things that me and you was discussing, brother, is hip-hop. And as far as you with the hip-hop, Teddy, man, tell us a little bit about what you represent and your parts in hip-hop. Man, well, I represent the, uh, the, the original origins of hip-hop coming out of Long Beach, CA. Is that right? And 
and we have three generations of hip hop in Long Beach. Yes, sir. We hey, have, Teddy, Teddy, can you speak up just a little louder for us? Yeah. How about that right there? Perfect. Okay. Cool. So it's three. It's three different uh, eras of Long Beach hip hop. Uh huh. You got the era of, uh, before Snoop, which is the era I'm from, the original era, the pioneer era of Long Beach hip hop. Then you got Snoop put us on the map, of course. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Yeah. And and you have that era, and then you have the new era today, like Vince Staples, Northside Long Beach, who's uh -huh. 24, 27 years old, representing Long Beach of today. So I'm from Long Beach 1978 until now. Is that right? Yes, sir. Hey, well, um, when hip-hop was becoming hip-hop back then, how did it make you feel, bro? Uh, Man, it was... It was a very poignant time because it made me feel good because it gave me an identity. Now, we were playing our parents' music, and we identified with Earth, Wind, and Fire, and War, and, mm -hmm. and everything else like our parents did. But hip-hop spoke directly to us, and you could be a king, you could be a duke, you could be little, you could be young, you could be a lot of different things, and you can create your own identity and persona through hip-hop. You know, that's what attracted me to it. Really? Yes, sir. Now, I happen to be in the hip-hop a long time, too, bro. And yes. I remember the Sugar Hill Gang and all them when they was coming out, man. It, it mm -hmm. made me feel some type of way as well, bro. Back then, I was known for one of the cats that used to be, I guess you, you say back then, it'd be like you biting. So I would say my own little words, but I'd be saying other people's little raps until I figured it out. Right. That's how we all started. Hey, but hip-hop in general, it, it's, it's changed my life. And now yeah. I see what it's doing to the younger generations, how it's changing their life. Man, how does that make you feel? Man, that makes me feel really good. It makes me feel really good because I was there to see it when it was in its infancy stages. And now I can see hip-hop as a 40 and 50-something. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. You know what I mean? So, you know, when my son channels hip-hop, you know what I mean? I know what he's feeling. I know how he was doing. But the only thing that makes me a little sad is that in our era, when hip-hop was new, we, we channeled all the elements of hip-hop. So, meaning, before I was known f as a DJ or producer or Teddy Styles the MC, the first mm -hmm. uh, element of hip-hop I ever channeled was graffiti. Really? Hey, oh, okay. it's funny because that's what I embraced first, too. It was the graffiti <laughs> and it was the dancing, the break dancing. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, man, and the graffiti, I, 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 I sucked at it, homie. I wasn't any good. <laughs> hey, I still suck to this day, but I still try. I still do little yeah. stuff or whatever, and my kids be like, hey, can you draw this on my folder for me? But to me, it, it ain't never been good. Right, right, man, exactly, man. So the breakdancing, man, I, by the time breakdancing hit in 83, big time in Long Beach, I was already over six feet tall, man. So it was, it was kind of hard to break, and I was frustrated because, you know, everybody was kind of choosing up what they was going to do with this new thing called hip-hop, and I, ha I hadn't found my way yet until, you know, uh, the ones and twos. Then I got on the wheels, and then that, that was me all day, and I became a DJ in 1982. That was DJ uh, Devastating T in junior high school, and that's when I started hearing, you know, people like Pioneers, like Grand Wizard JD on the radio, on KJLH, and uh, DJ Royal Flash, which went on to be Greg Ski, that in, he uh, engineered The Chronic, and, you know, I started really? this hip-hop, Long Beach Poly High was popping. They were the only high school out of all five high schools in Long Beach that 
with a loud DJ. You know what I really? mean? We would ditch, and yeah, we would ditch school to go up to Poly to go see DJ Slice and JD and Ice T would go up there. This is like '83. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because okay. hip hop came to Long Beach from New York by people that moved to, to New York from Long Beach, and that's how we really got hardcore into it because of people from Queens and the Bronx that had relocated to Long Beach. Really? Okay. They brought hip hop to Long Beach. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope, man. Yes, it is. And that's yeah. been that's been a lot of years too, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was well. That's actually my homie RBX's uh, people, man, and and JD and RBX and them, man, and uh, yeah, that's uh, Scotty G. I think he was from Mount Vernon in the Bronx, and uh, Craig G. He was from Queens. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were from Queens, and they relocated to Long Beach, and you know that's how it introduced to us. You know, hardcore. They were wearing, wearing the gazelles and the yeah. Adidas sweatsuits and the Kangos, <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we start dressing. So we were actually mimicking New York. Yes. You know, in, in 1983, we were airbrushing the jeans and the fat mm -hmm. laces, and yo, that's fresh. Yo, that's dope. That's deaf kid word. Uh -huh. You know, that's all. That's how we were in '83. Everybody that channel hip hop in LA. Really? Yeah, wow. Ice T was like that too when he first came out. Really? Oh wow! Because New York created hip hop. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> so we wanted, to, yeah. So we wanted to be New York because they created hip hop, and there was no hip hop scene really big in uh, L.A. And the little bit of hip hop we had in Los Angeles was, of course, coming out of Compton, Lonzo, and Dr. Dre. Yeah, but mm -hmm. even back then, a little bit before that, what was we like techno out here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we but was Dre techno was one on the, the West Coast. Techno music, yeah, the, house the, music, the, the, deep house. The pioneer, the pioneer of that sound uh, was it, it was Dre, but it was also Arabian Prince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that techno, that techno style. So that was real dope, and we all respected Dre, man, and we all loved the Wrecking Crew, and we loved their records. So we used to call that 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 type of music sunny music because it was Cali music. So mm. that techno, okay, okay. Uh, supersonic, uh, JJ Fad type stuff, we call that sunny hip hop. Really? Wow. Yeah, that was a nickname for it. Hey, that's so new to me. I've never heard that. Do, man? I've what never heard that. What do? Yeah, hey, he do sunny hip-hop. That's that pop rock and techno stuff. Wow. I never heard that before. That's dope. Yeah, that was, that was, that was, uh, 80, um, man, 5, 6, 87, 88, and 89. I, and Dr. Dre was the king of that. And that's why he was famous then. Dr. Dre was famous in 83. Yeah. You know, to us, yeah, you know, man. in L.A., That's real. you know, and he was doing all of that, man. And so we all looked up to Dre and, you know, he, he brought it all together going to VIP Records in Long Beach. That's the first time I seen a DJ touch records and it wasn't on TV. Hey, man, I used to love what they had going on down there at the, um, at the uh, record shop, man. That was oh. dope how y'all had artists and DJs, just everybody running in, the, mm -hmm. in and out of that record store, mm -hmm. man. Man, my homie Slice, man. Big up to he DJ knew, Slice. He's he still knew. out there. Yeah, man. I mean, my homie Slice, he knew that I loved New York hip-hop at that time. Mm -hmm. And the West Coast was blowing up with the gangster shit. And he knew, uh, my homie DJ Slice, he knew how much I loved New York shit. But he was like, I want you to fuck with this nigga David, this nigga DJ Quick, man. Mm -hmm. I know you. You're going to like this. So he introduced me to Quick because Quick used to come to VIP and mess with the SP-1200 in the back. Really? Okay. And Slice okay. produced Snoop's first demos. Really? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. 
DJ Slice. Yeah, I know exactly who DJ Slice is. Long yeah, Beach he's is a pioneer, but he's so humble, he won't say it. But I will, because I talk to the OGs and everybody in Long Beach, and they know I was there, so they want me to speak on their behalf. And I'm just saying, Slice is, man, you get Long Beach hip-hop because of Slice, I tell you. Okay. That's what's That's up. Crazy. I didn't know that. Slice. I didn't know how deep Slice went. Yeah, Slice and Grand Wizard JD, man. Yeah, and it just... You know, it was they were it was great times. It was all about the DJ, and then all of a sudden, cats start rapping. And then I was getting confused because I was losing a lot of my hip hop friends. They stopped DJ and they stopped rapping. They start gang banging. Okay. Yeah, that happened yeah. a lot. That happened a lot, bro. I yeah, they say they say fuck that hip hop shit. You know what I mean? It's yeah. played out. You know what I mean? I yeah. don't do that no more. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I lose one of my homies, the gang banging I used to hip hop with. Wow, mm. and then and then other cats became DJs or a DJ. He decided he wanted to start rapping like King T. I know King T is a DJ. Yeah. Everybody knows him as an MC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh wait. yeah, yeah. Teddy, you've been around for a while, yes, brother. Yes, yes, huh? Hey, brother, forty years, forty years. Did you get? Did you get me on tape? Yeah. Forty years, baby. Forty all, years. All right? of this 1980, is live, brother. I started channeling. Wow. 1980, and the first rap record I ever heard, man, was in 1978. Uh-huh. Who was the that? Fatback Band. Fatback Band, huh? Yeah, yeah, they had a rap. They were the first to rap, man, and it, it was an R&B record. It, it'll come to me in a second, but they were the first to rap. That's the first time I heard rapping. Really? In this era, but the first time, first time I heard rapping, rapping uh-huh. was in the 1930s. The big band, bebop, which is similar to hip hop. Okay. Howdy, 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 ho! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Howdy, 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 ho! Yeah. Call and response started in the 1930s. Okay. Wow. So that's what hip. Everybody say ho! <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, call and response was invented in the 30s. Duke Ellington. So wow. I'm wow. I'm a black music historian, not just Long Beach hip hop. I told you it goes both ways. Where I can talk about it from Africa all the way to here through the islands. Black music. Hey, you know what, Teddy? <laughs> Me, bro, we want to have you in a couple of times on the show, bro, because we would love to hear some of your stories yes. and some of the stuff that you yes. know, bro. Yes, we would. Hey, man. Hey, like I said, I appreciate your platform and 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 bringing these precious jewels because they're precious. Yes, they and, are, man. And I could I could tell you how we used to go to Cal State Long Beach Journalism Department and, and just get a magazine, a free magazine, take the magazine down to the passport shop. Follow me? Uh-huh. Take a passport picture, right? Yeah. Take the Long Beach logo and laminate it on there with your name and it say press. And that's how we got into industry parties. Wow. Oh, wow. So that's a nugget for you. Like that one. Wow. I like. I like. That's how we got into industry parties. Wow. And you know, and I, I can tell you why uh, it, it burnt out is because they started having holograms because we was getting them. It <laughs> <laughs> oh, was like no we more. Was getting them. <laughs> Right, and that. that's how I got a chance to see Puff, you know, as a teenager making 200000 a year because he discovered Heavy D 86 in college and then Mary J. Blige and I'll be sure, you know, mm-hmm. Puff was a young Puff was an ill nigga, man. You know, that's how I met him and Dana Dane and Slick Rick, you know, finessing what we called the finagling uh, uh-huh. from the passport shop of those passes to get in those industry 
rap parties. Wow. wow. And conferences. Wow. And that's what we did. And slicing all of them, it was because of those cats. It was their contact that we could get up in the spot. So Long Beach Hip Hop is deep before Snoop. I love Snoop. I'm a yeah. hardcore fan. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. there was some real hip hop shit going on in Long Beach prior to him, which made him want to fuck with it. Okay. Uh, okay. That's us. Okay. That's us. You Yo, know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, Yo, so, was OG, you know, he was a little homie looking up like, yeah, I want to do this. Yeah, exactly. Right I want to be. And he, man. let me tell you, Snoop has got from a pure MC. Oh my God, Snoop is ridiculous as a pure MC. Yeah, listen, homie, Snoop, man, you know he's by way. It's that southern, is his Mississippi roots with the east mm-hmm. side of Long Beach, and then he lived on the west side of Long Beach, and he lived on the north. Mm-hmm. And then he, you know, he moved to the east side with, he went to Jordan and he went to Poly. He was on all parts of Long Beach. Yeah. And that style, that Mississippi shit with the nasal. Yeah. <laughs> man, Killing. Snoop is one of the Ellis rappers, man. Killing it. Killing it. Yes, I love yes, Snoop, yes, man. And he was dope when he was young. And he just go freestyle, man. And he do that sing-songy shit, man. And just, <laughs> woo! He is a dope MC and... I knew him before his success, and I was happy when he blew because he told me he was going to blow. That's right. Yes, yes. And he, he wasn't told lying me, either. You know? Huh? And he wasn't lying either. Nah, man, nah. Yeah, this is on 61st and Atlantic, man. 61st and Atlantic in like 90, 90, 91. He was a box boy. He got fired for stealing cigarettes. I shouldn't have <laughs> took that out there, maybe. But <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> no, those but, are the Jews you know, and the nuggets I mean, we need. I mean, he, tell, he tell the story, you know what I mean? He said the story in interviews, you know what I mean? But, yeah. you know, but he would, he would say he was going to have fame from rapping. Okay. He was a box boy, and he did less than a year later, homie. And he was nice, and I was always, man, appreciative that he was the one that put us on the map, you know, because Snoop was, he was a skilled as an MC, and he was a cool cat. Mm. And he was younger than, he was younger than us, but I knew about him because he's my homie that I grew up with, RBX cousin. Yes, yes. So, yeah. So RBX would tell us about Snoop, and he was like, my baby cousin, he over here trying to rap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? We love and, ourselves some RBX, too, though. That's my guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, RBX is dope, man. Yes, he is. Yeah, man. And my man JD, that's how I met RBX. My man JD, Grand Wizard JD. Mm-hmm. And, man, phew. RBX was a monster when he was young, man. Woo! Still is, he man. Al- still is. <laughs> he always had that voice, man. That's right. Hey, you but know, Katie, man, I want to know, man, what do you have going on in your life right now? You got any projects out there or anything? Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm doing Long Beach Worldwide, which is part of, you know, that project is speaking to you, which is, you know, I have my new speaking and, and uh, interview business. I also have Long Beach Worldwide uh, t-shirts. Yeah, and okay. I'm just letting people know about Long Beach and music, and I understand how important good, solid content is, and I'm going to be you know, giving people that, man. And I want as many, of, as much of it as I can get, bro. Me but I, oh, man, I didn't, we, I didn't want gonna to cut you off. I just wanted people. Hey, to we're going to be able to work it out, man. Yeah, that's right. Hey, uh, you got any websites or anything like that that people can get at you at? I mean, I'm just, I'm be honest with you. I'm just getting started on everything and getting everything organized, man. Okay. You know, everybody can just catch me, man, on Facebook. The, the most is where I'm at, but I'm on Twitter. 
you know, I have a, I have another uh, stream called Beat Firm where I'm uh, doing a lot of politicking for producers and stuff and finding them projects. But okay. yeah, Teddy Styles is Beat Firm at Beat Firm on Twitter. I'm there uh, quite a bit. We can speak. Reach out. And I know about that Beat Firm. You actually have uh, RBX uh, working with you for the Beat Firm. Am I correct? Yeah, man, I'm trying to find some things for his voice, man. I'm trying to find some things outside of hip-hop, like uh, voiceovers, cartoon characters, because his voice is so distinct. Yeah, so... Yeah, so yeah, that's what I'm doing through Twitter. I'm just shopping. I'm shopping people around, trying to find projects for people that's really outside of rapping. Because hip hop music isn't just for people to rap and sing on. You could use it for video games, uh-huh. you know, websites. You know, instrumental music is very valuable. So I'm trying to help the producers as well. Yeah, because now that you mentioned producers, I happen to know you got one of the other homies, Mozy. Mosey, man. Now, see, Mosey, we met in 80, 1984. Uh-huh. When we met, it had nothing to do with hip-hop. When me, when me and Maurice met, it was drums. We played drums, marching band. Oh, okay. Yeah, he played drums at Long Beach Poly, uh, and I played drums at Lakewood High. Okay. So, man, we, we had a, 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 a all the bands in Long Beach get together and and play one big concert together and that's how i met mo really i was at blair field at recreation park 1984 i think it was like in mm-hmm. january mm-hmm. <laughs> and mo is a solid dude man yes, yes, and is. talented dude i think he's i think mosey and the people i physically met i think mosey and maybe jamie fox are the two most incredibly talented people i ever met in my life Ooh, that's saying a lot bro that's saying a lot mo man mo is an incredible songwriter he plays every instrument i mean mo was dope back then yeah you know and i was i was blessed to be in the studio with him the first time he recorded in the studio that was a project i was a part of and uh that's how me and mo met uh, uh, doing on some hip hop shit because we knew each other for drums, <laughs> you know. Now we was doing some hip hop, you know, production, and he was coming out of the gospel stuff mm-hmm. into hip hop. Oh, okay. Hey, yeah. I also happened to hear that you produced too, though, bro. Uh, man, I, yeah, man, I did. I like to talk <laughs> about everybody else, man, but that's what I did, man. I mean, I was known for, I went from DJing in 83, you know, I got drum machines by 85, 86, mm-hmm. you know, samplers by 87, 88, and then I, but I wound up rapping because I wanted to rap over the beats I was making, you know, and That's then right. I started, you know, and I started digging, and yeah, I, I produced quite a bit of demo tapes, and man, just projects, and the touring, and yeah, but I loved making beats, man. I haven't done it in a few years, but uh, man, yes, I produced for a number of years, maybe like twenty years, twenty-five years. Really? Mm-hmm. Hey, that's and I did more eclectic stuff. See, you got to understand. See, Snoop, Snoop's legacy is so big in Long Beach with the gangster yeah. stuff that all of the other types of hip hop couldn't get done because Snoop's legacy was so big. Really. Okay. Yeah, and that's what I come from and a lot of other people. So there's many different strains of hip hop, not just gangster stuff coming up out of Cal out of Long Beach County. Okay. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because right. Snoop came and man, boom, we was already in hip hop in Long Beach over ten years. By the time Snoop put Long Beach on the map, we had been touring, going on tours, riding tour buses and vans around the country up north and back down. <laughs> so it was already cracking. 
Hey, hey, but Teddy, man, I would love to just keep going on and on, but we're going to have to hit you up on another one. But before we go, we like to do this yes. little thing, bro. What's it called, Joe? It's called the Gripe of the Week. All right, Gripe of the Week. Do you have any gripes of this week, bro? Did anything actually piss you off this week? Piss me off? Uh, Yeah, man, you know, just the way the mass consciousness responds to things that have been planted and to see them predictably respond to things you know, that kind of pisses me off, man. I got a gripe with that. Okay. <laughs> that's what's People up. are gullible. People that's been real gullible lately. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. That's hey, Jojo, you got any gripes of the week? You know what? I don't think I got any gripes this week. <laughs> well, my gripe is I ain't got enough time. Man. I need more time. <laughs> yes, we all do. Time in my life. <laughs> time in this studio. Time in this interview. I need time. <laughs> my gripe of the week is time. Time. Brother. I feel you. <laughs> hey, Teddy. Hey, man, whatever, whatever I can do, uh, uh, if we do a part two, I got some great stories about oh, Shalif. I know definitely. you interviewed him. Teddy, I wanted to tell you why I, I want to do a part three, so brother. I want to do a part three. I need you a little bit more often, bro. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. I want to hear some yeah, more stories. Because, because Capitol Records was a major figure with a lot of artists in Long Beach and developing, and we can get into that. Hey, I want to get into that. Yes. Hey, so Teddy, okay. probably real soon, bro. We're gonna be hitting you up again, bro, because I want to have you back on the show, yes, bro. Yes, yes, yes. I no, no worries, man. Hey, love. Hey, appreciate y'all, man. I can't wait to uh, get the link to, so I can listen to it, man. I'm excited, man. Thank you. It's coming hey, to you today, thank, brother. Thank you. Okay. All right, Teddy. We'll holla at you. All right, man. Hey, All right. Long Beach Worldwide, uh-huh. baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm on the block and get it hot. Niggas crazy, niggas crazy. Trippin' like bitches, but these niggas can't fake. I'm a monster when I contract. I got my nigga Dusty Joe with me.